Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it. And particularly today, I want to give you some tips on how you can be sharing the gospel if you're not an evangelist. I know this can be a tough, scary subject for people. We know we should be sharing our faith. We know God loves the world. We know He's made us the instruments through whom He's going to bring the good news to others. And yet, let's be honest, we live in a culture that it's hard to talk about religious subjects. Weather, easy. Sports, easy. Even if you're talking with the with your main rival, easy. Um, your kids, your family, easy. All kinds of things. The yard, easy. Money, eh, stocks, on easy. Talk about God, talk about religion, hard difficult. There's something that just says, you know, this isn't what you talk about outside of the church walls. This is the culture we live in, and we've got to break through that. I think that mentality that I don't speak about God, it doesn't come from God. It doesn't come from the Bible. He ought to be on our heart and on our lips. We, we've seen here many times in Deuteronomy 6, where we should be talking about Him when we rise up, when we lie down, when we walk about. All the time, God should be on our lips, His Word on our lips. Never let it depart from your mouth. Keep it on your lips. And yet, that's not what our culture says. How do we break through that? And how do you initiate a gospel conversation as we're talking this week about evangelism for those who aren't evangelists? For those who, it doesn't come easy, words don't come easy to you, your tongue gets tied, etc. Let's look at a couple of tips here. First of all, what is evangelism? It's simply telling others the good news about Jesus Christ. Sometimes we're fearful to do that. We're afraid maybe we'll lose a friend. Maybe we should be thinking we'll gain a friend. That maybe by sharing this good news of Christ, we will gain, uh, maybe even a friend you already have, your relationship will go to a whole deeper level that now they can be included in your spiritual life and not just uh, some other area of friendship that you might have with them, how much more awesome that could be. So there's good news that we have, good news to share about Jesus Christ. How do you do it? How do you initiate a gospel conversation? So much of it has to do with our attitude, all right? We can't expect unbelievers to be more initiators at this than we are. Remember, they have the same pressure not to talk about this as we do, but they don't have the Holy Spirit living in them. They don't have a commission from God to tell others. And down deep, I have found that often, usually, people really do want to talk about meaningful things related to the spiritual world, related to spiritual life, related to God. They're just afraid to bring them up too. And after you do, after I do, more often than not, they appreciate that conversation if we do it well. Here's the first tip I want to give you. Number one, realize that God is going before you. My job, God is going before me. Our job is simply to see where he's already working and to cooperate with him. You know, let me can I tell you something. God's more concerned about lost people than you are. God's more interested in their salvation than you are. Jesus died for them. The Holy Spirit is already at work. This is something that you and I must believe, that in our network of relationships, God has placed us there. God puts us there for a purpose, 
and God is already working in their lives. He wants to use you and he wants to use me, but this is not our initiative, and we don't have to twist his arm and try and get God interested in this. He's already way ahead of you and way ahead of me. Our job is to discover where God is already working and to simply cooperate with him, to be in step with what our God is doing as he's reaching out to the lost. Remember, in Luke 19.10, Jesus said he came to seek and to save the lost. This is the heart of God. In Luke 15, we read about how the, the father uh, the, the good shepherd went after the one lost sheep. The woman who lost a coin went after that lost coin. The father whose heart was aching until the prodigal son came back. But listen, God is more concerned and he's already at work and you can rest in that. Our God is not a passive God. Our God is not an absent God. He's working and you can have that confidence. You can have that confidence that he's going before you. In light of that, what, what I pray for and what I ask for and what I look for and want to be sensitive to is what I call a divine appointment. Divine appointments are where you just say, you know, God set this one up. God made this happen. He went before me. Jesus said, my father's working until now, and I myself am working. God is at work. And so the, that divine appointment means God has gone before you. And just like you might set up an appointment with a doctor or an appointment to meet somebody. God is setting up an appointment for someone to meet with you. One thing that excites me when I'm, when I'm on campus, I ask God for divine appointments, and particularly I pray, Father, I know on a campus like this, there are pe- I know there are people in the last 24 hours have prayed to you and asked, God, give me a sign. Show me that you care. Someone, you know, help me know that you're, you're there. And I pray that I'll be an answer to their prayer, that God will use me as an answer to their prayer. You should, you can pray that. There are people in your life who are seeking for God and they're praying to God and they're asking for answers. They're, they're asking God, do you, do you really love me? God, can you help me? God, how can I get through this? And brothers and sisters, you might be an answer to their prayer. How exciting is that? That To me, that just puts a whole new thrill as I go about my life to think that God can set up a divine appointment for me, that God knows my steps, and he's going to run me into people that he wants to hear what I have to say about Jesus. Now, it's still, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but when those times come, we want to be sensitive. I say we want to have our spiritual antenna up that are picking up signals from someone. If you learn to listen carefully, you learn to listen to what people are sharing, you draw people out, you'll be surprised how many times they will share a need in their life that you will be able to transition into a discussion about how God has helped you. We'll talk about this later in the week as we talk about learning how to share our testimony and how each one of us can and should have multiple testimonies as we talk to people. I'll explain that later in the week. But for now, we want to be people who draw out, listen carefully and draw people out. How do you draw people out? And and this is part of beginning a conversation. I think having a good set of questions that you can ask people. 
that get them talking. There's a basic principle here. If you listen to people, they'll listen to you. If you want to share the gospel with someone, begin by drawing them out with good questions. And after they answer that question, if, if they have just basic courtesy, they'll be all ears to want to hear how you would answer the question or what you would say in response to what they say. That's a conversation. And that's how you can be sharing the gospel with someone and making progress in bringing them closer to the Lord. Here's a list of questions that, that I would like to share with you today. You ready? These are ones you can pray. You might write these down. If you get my daily newsletter, my daily email, uh, if you don't, go to TomThePreacher.com and request it. Sign up for it. It's free. But these questions were all listed in my email that I sent out last night, and uh, it's a helpful email for you to receive. Here you go. I pray. Here are some questions. I pray regularly for people in my life. What's something I can pray for you about? It's a great question. People appreciate that. They'd love to know that they, most people would love to know that you pray for them. We ask this often when we go out to eat of a waiter, a server. We ask them uh, for something we pray for. They almost always, they've got something. Number two, do you ever think about God or spiritual things? And, and if they say yes or no, say, well, what kind of thoughts come to your mind? Third, what do you think a Christian is, or maybe in today's world, what do you think an evangelical is? Now, most people think an evangelical is someone who's involved politically, and we might think an evangelical is someone who evangelizes, but an evangelical simply means someone who believes the Bible to be true, and that's a great question. What do you think an evangelical is? There's a lot of confusion on this. This will lead into a discussion on, is the Bible true? Or you can ask, what do you think a Christian is? Now, usually, by the way, People answer that by telling us what a Christian does. And I respond by saying, well, you know, they'll say, well, they, they go to church, they read the Bible, they try and be good. I say, those are things a Christian does. Have you ever thought about what a Christian is? And that leads to a gospel presentation. Number four, do you ever pray to God? What do you ask him? It's kind of similar to the first question, but that's a, a good question. Number, next question. If you could have a miracle from God, what would it be? It's another way of asking about prayer, but many people, they want a miracle. There's something there. They, 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 they know they need God for something, and, and uh, that turns their thoughts to God. Next, what do you think happens to us when we die? And along that lines, where do you think you'll go when you die? Next question, was there ever a time when God, or if you want to say Jesus, became very real to you? Would it be, can, can I tell you how he became real to me? No matter how they respond, yes or no, can I tell you how he became real to me? Uh, next question. This is a good one. Do you ever wonder what those John 316 signs at sporting events are all about? They're all over the place. You know, if people watch football games, they see them. And, and, uh, do you ever ask, and people probably wonder, what does that John 316 mean? Here's what a great chance to share the world's greatest Bible verse about God's love for the world. Finally, have you ever read much of the Bible for yourself? What are your thoughts on what you've read? These are questions that you can ask. I'd encourage you to write these down and think about them, have them available. When you're going into a time when you might be around other people, review some of these questions and see, God, is there a chance for me to ask one of these questions? Now, by the way, there's probably about eight or nine of them there. You don't have to remember all of them. Pick out one or two that you think you would be most comfortable asking. And, and, um, and, and remember that, memorize it, think about it so that you could share that one. You could raise that question. Now, one final thing I want to say, 
starting a gospel conversation isn't easy. To me, it's like jumping in a swimming pool. How do you jump into a swimming pool? Well, it depends on your age. If you're a kid, once you get in, you even though the signs all say don't run, you know, walk, don't run, you walk as fast as you can and you jump right in that water and you start splashing around and they shout out to dad, mom, come on in, the water's great. But if you're an older person like me or even a parent, you walk over that water and you dip your toe in and you realize that water's not great, that water's freezing. You don't want to be in it. You sit there watching the kids have all this fun, and you sit there, and, and if you're an adult, you stand there staring at the water thinking, maybe it'll warm up if I just stare at it hard enough. It doesn't. It never gets warm. But what happens is if you ever jump in, you find out that that water is cold. But once you're in for a few seconds, it's feeling pretty good and you really enjoy it. To me, that's what starting a gospel conversation's like. Those kids, or shall we say new Christians, they don't seem to have a problem with it. They're excited. They just jump in and tell people about Jesus. They tell people what happened to them. But some of us get a little bit more sophisticated, grow up a little bit more. We want to make sure we do it right. We want to be perfect. And as a result, we just dip our toes in and often never even get into the conversation. Can I encourage you? I have found when you jump in the pool, when I jump in the pool with gospel conversations, it sometimes seems awkward. But I almost always find that once we get into the conversation, people who I'm talking with, listening to, drawing out, they love it. They're glad. They say we should talk more like this way. My question to you, my friend, is this. Are you going to be someone who jumps in the pool or are you going to just dip your feet in the water? You're going to be like that youngster that says, I got some good news. I, this is going to be great. I'm going to have something to do here. I'm, I want to share something with you. I'm going to have fun in this pool. I'm going to have fun in this conversation. Or do you just sit in the water, sit on the side, dip your toe in, and never really enjoy a real conversation? I'm convinced that sharing the gospel revitalizes our Christian life like few things, like few other things can. I'm serious. If your relationship with God seems to have gotten stale, go tell someone how God loves them. Find a stranger if you want. Go somewhere where you, if, you, if you're afraid you're going to mess up, you'll never see this person again. But go find a stranger. Approach them. Ask one of these questions. Don't just dip your foot in the water. Uh, jump in with both feet and see. have a conversation and see where it goes. You, afterwards, you might be surprised how much God strengthens you, revitalizes you, and blesses you, okay? Our Father in heaven, we thank you that you have made us the instruments through which you will tell the world how much you love them. Thank you for that, Father. Jesus, you came to seek and to save the lost. I pray that we would have a similar spirit and attitude. I know, Lord, we're not all evangelists. I know some of us, Lord, with many of us, it's difficult. It's, it's probably with all of us, it's difficult to begin these conversations. But I think, Lord, they're so important and so necessary. And I pray you'd help us to overcome our fear, help us to overcome our anxiety, help us to overcome the negativity that we fear, we think, and help us, Lord, to be courageous and bold and loving enough to speak up 
and have good conversations with others. I pray, Lord, for those who are not gifted evangelists to know how you can use them as well to advance the good news of Jesus Christ. We pray this and bless you now in in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me. I hope you've enjoyed this. I enjoy it. I enjoy the Word. I enjoy talking about the Lord. I'm so glad you're here with us today. And if you're new, a special welcome to you. I hope you'll join us every day, either live here at 8.30 in the morning or later in the day, or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But my advice, make a specific time you'll fit this in. Morning, before lunch, later in the afternoon, make a specific time. And uh, you come here day by day, your life will change. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.